ఆధ్యాత్మిక తాప ఆది భౌతిక తాప అండ్ ఆది దైవిక తాప త్రీ తాపాస్ రైట్ ఐ థింక్ డిస్కస్ దట్ ఇన్ దెన్ ఇట్ ఆల్సో టాక్స్ అబౌట్ ఎవ్రీథింగ్ ఎల్స్ ఇన్ ద లాస్ట్ సెంటర్ లాస్ట్ శ్లోక ఐ విల్ రీడ్ దట్ ఫర్ యూ గైస్ రైట్ ఇట్ సేస్ దట్ ఋషిస్ <laughs> yeah absolutely so so it kind of just just as a aside uh, rajesh it it begs the question that if bhishma and everyone knew all these kind of had the self knowledge why didn't arjuna have it in the first instance <laughs> bhishma was one of the vasus so yeah yeah the, what i meant was that you know krishna came and gave him that gyan in the middle of the battlefield and yeah. you know obviously they were kripacharya and bhishma and dronacharya and others you know they were big sort of rishis right and uh, they did not give that sort of ultimate knowledge to their disciples and they were the best disciples right the pandavas so that's a bit sort of it's just a question which sort of occurs in my mind sometimes i mean geeta has been around how many of us read it <laughs> as a student or <laughs> you know no but the same thing No, but, but look look uh, that's not a that is not as frivolous a question and that um you know you, the the question could also be asked why couldn't they inject that knowledge into duryodhan um, yeah. right but that but that's but, but that's got a, a kind of a standard answer which i hear about why they didn't have it was because duryodhan didn't ask for it i mean apparently uh, you know krishna or duryodhan duryodhan went to krishna before the war apparently and he didn't ask for that knowledge so i think the the concept there at least from the scripture vivek is that this knowledge only gets to people who seek it right so you have to be a seeker in the first place and the patrata uh, is very important and that's what that you know the four the sadhana chatushta etc and that's not <laughs> i i would yeah. say that you know uh, ajay your point is answered in in the third paragraph of the second page of chapter 14 uh, so sorry of uh, so page 112 um he says you know for this attitude to be firmly rooted not just remaining conditioned one must understand the lord's glories and see what we as individuals can claim to be our own in this world and in the previous paragraph at the end of it he says when he discovers beyond any doubt when he's talking about the man who discovers that he's in love with his who's actually his sister mm-hmm. um was mm-hmm. beyond any doubt his attitude is straight truly changed so you know the penny drops for people at different times yeah yeah common yeah. person in india says sab kuch maya hai how many understand it if that yeah everyone uses it you know at some point in time <laughs> yeah that's an escapism clause there yeah. <laughs> yeah but i mean it is dropped in pieces as vivek was mentioning but unless you're ready or you want to even yeah. after but you reading yeah, we... many people want moksha interestingly 
Yeah. Ajay, I think, Ajay, I think we talked about this point uh, a few classes back. And I remember uh, that we were asked. We no, were I've talking had this about this before. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I think my recollection is that you know uh, we can't assume that uh, Dronacharya and Kripacharya and all those rishis really, really, you know, were enlightened. Uh, they were very good in the narrow subject matter that they were, you know, the bosses of, the best at. But I don't think that we can conclude that. In fact, I would say the only person in Mahabharat who's really, really, aside from Krishna, who has always been considered the best is Bhishma. Because, you know, of his uh, journey in that particular avatar. And remember, he was, he was actually uh, even senior to Dhatrasht, meaning like he was one generation older than Dhatrasht. Mm-hmm. So given his, given his vows and given his accumulated knowledge and all that, he was considered the very best. And the only reason, because this question always bothered me, and I'm just saying this because um, when we were growing up, you, you know, you wanted to be like Bhishma because he was the very best. And yet then you realize that, you know, he, he also faltered because of his dharma. I mean, he knew he, what he's doing with his dharma, yet he was bound by his vows that he could not go against Pandavas. And that is just the most amazing part. So I would say among every character in uh, Mahabharat, he's the um, you know, yeah. best. Yeah, yeah. Even in, let's say, if you assume Krishna is not God, then I think Bhishma is the very best, right? I mean, that's the way I have always understood it. He was so enlightened, you know, I mean, if, if uh, Yudhishthira, when Yudhishthira went to Bhishma and he's able to tell the glories of the God through Vishnu Sasranamam, you know, that means he had the knowledge and probably would have been, he, he was already enlightened, right? So why did he place the, you know, the, uh, the woe that he made more than the Dharma actually? In fact, uh, that's what I was about to say. Because he was enlightened, everything is irrelevant. Why would he interfere in anything? He knows it's all. Everything is just Maya, right? Or but, was, but, wasn't was, but wasn't he? But wasn't he? But wasn't? But wasn't he on the side of the of the evil, if you will? Actually, no. No. He wasn't. Uh, I, I have a slightly different point of view. I, I'll just put it forward because I'm in the very early chapters of this of understanding this thing. And one thing I saw was um, if we think about this from Vyasa's point of view, from an author's point of view, he deliberately created different characters, each one to reflect its own thing. Um, so Arjuna was made to go to the battlefield so that the Gita can be uh, you know, recited to him. And similarly, Karna was created separately and, and so on and on. So that would, I think, kind of maybe partly explain your question. So a couple, couple of things. Uh, couple of things I want to share, right? Uh, you know, Ajay, your question is very valid when you said, you know, why Arjuna did not get it and uh, Vivek, what you said, you know, uh, why Duryodhana did not, you know, follow that term. You asked, you asked the question in the right way, but I'm not able to re-articulate what you said. So here's the thing, right? Actually, 
there is a uh, there is a shloka in bhagavad gita in this chapter itself where it says uh, where krishna says and it describes his glories he says that amongst all the pandavas pandavas are you know elated men okay people of higher wisdom higher intellect and higher power and all that he says i am dhananjaya he says i am arjuna he says that already okay that's one thing so he knows krishna knows that he is an arjuna but arjuna does not know that he is krishna he understand that okay the second thing is why did duryodhana get it the answer is exactly the same and and the 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 twist to that answer is actually there is a there is a there is a discourse that i listened at one point of time when somebody asks uh, duryodhana duryodhana why are you not able to follow this simple thing he says i am compelled by my desires by my greed by my jealousy by my anger that i know that is this is right this is the time when he goes to krishna and he sits you know to the head of krishna and arjuna sits at the yeah krishna at that time at that time maybe later than that or whatever somebody asks him okay why didn't you do it he says i am compelled by my desires i am compelled by my inner force not to go for it but to go for this exactly yeah, in, fact, could... in the third chapter right. there is a shloka where arjun asks the same thing then why people when they if they know it then why why are they compelled to follow the unrighteous path so he he explains there and it was krishna actually who went to duryodhana before the war that you know what is right what is wrong and he said don't tell me what is right what is wrong i know it but i can't seem to do what is right and i can't stop myself from doing what is wrong but then he didn't ask how to change myself the difference between arjun and duryodhan arjun also asked similar question but he asked how does one change oneself not to follow that and then the whole chapter goes mm. ahead of that so it is yeah you you need to ask i mean that's the same thing only dropati called krishna that to at the end in fact krishna was standing outside and he had told yudhishthir if you need anything remember me and he did not even while playing mm. so the, the actual story goes on actually he had, obviously krishna knew so he had said nobody called him only dropadi calls him at the end and he comes immediately he was actually right <laughs> there so you know i mean if i may just add a slight small frivolous comment here uh, you know 90% of all hindi movies follow a plot similar to the mahabharata or the ramayana right <laughs> and and you ask the question why didn't the director tell gabbar singh to do this or that you know and um so that's what we're dealing with here that people get get to where they are destined to get to because of their what's in their mind it is the yeah. condition yes, that forces some actions yeah. not all but some unless you <laughs> consciously are there and not to get too off topic but i think the other most interesting character is the uh, karn karn so bhishma pitame and karn these are the two amazing people because they actually understand most of it and yet their karma takes them on the side of duryodhan and uh, those folks so so it's it's just amazing the way mahabharat has been written it's always makes it interesting that these two characters being so powerful yet they side with the wrong side yeah i, I yeah so, I, i that that intrigues me sometimes but uh, i guess you said it well uh, vp it's probably something to do with 
some Prarab or some some circumstances. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, could it or also as be, Gun uh, said, or or sorry, just just or as Gun said, you know, this was all Vyasa's way of trying to yeah. create this conflicting <laughs> characters. Yeah. The no, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Kishore. No, yeah, my point was just a question here. Um, could it be a, uh, that uh, Vyasa is trying to um, give us or show us the hierarchy of choices that you have to make? So there is the choice of going with Dharma, uh, but there's, there's probably the higher, uh, um, higher choice that Bhishma had to make, which is of a personal vow that he is given, and that takes precedence over the uh, the general dharma, right? So I don't know. I'm just putting a question out there. Maybe this is what he's trying to convey, that oftentimes you have to make a choice, uh, even though you have, you know, because you're between the rock and the hard place here and just giving you, showing you what takes precedence. Kishore, I, I saw something very similar to that uh, earlier today. It's, it's, it's like uh, th there is one uh, common uh, dharma but within that, you can have several choices yeah. and they can be very, very conflicting. Correct. So how do you make the real choice then? Correct. So, so I, I, I know that uh, even in yoga, for instance, they, they, uh, um, they talk about Ahimsa being the number one, right? At the, at the, uh, the peak of all the, um, uh, the yamas and niyamas, right? For instance. So when you have to make a choice where, hey, if I... If I tell the truth, that's going to cause harm to this person. You know, it's going to put this person in distress. But if I don't tell the truth, I'm lying, but that person would be calm. The choice then is tell a lie. Don't harm this person. Right? And that's okay. That type of lie where you're, you're not saying the lie for yourself, not for your benefit, but because telling the lie will keep this person calm is a good thing to do or is the right thing to do, right? So there are conflicting times like that. And so there is a hierarchy of sorts. Um, and to understand what is at the, at the peak of this hierarchy, to me, is, a, uh, is the takeaway in some ways uh, being shown by the actions taken by these characters. Yeah, I agree with you. And and uh, Kishore, to add on to what you were saying, you know, sudden, if you notice, you know, we started off with quote unquote a story by a writer called Vasa, and suddenly we devolved into a discussion on dharma. Do you know why why that happens? Why are we not discussing a story, but we suddenly discuss dharma? You know, why is it even relevant? Because it's relevant, I think. It's so relevant. <laughs> Full text, time for the answer reveal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the, the whole point is, you know, the, 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 the story Ramayana and uh, Mahabharata has been written so intricately for to teach people, people who don't understand the subtle truth behind this entire universe, okay, in different ways. And one of the first things that we have to understand is, unless and until we follow a particular dharmic path, okay? It is impossible to understand this truth. That's the most important thing, right? Now the question is, what is dharma, right? Then again, it goes back. You know, you look at the different characters. 
each one of them, VP, you talked about Bhishma and Karna. Let's take those two examples. You know, Bhishma, you know, Alpana, you said it very nicely. You know, he was compelled to support Yudhishthira, uh, uh, Duryodhana and others because he had taken some decision at one point of time, right? He never got married or, you know, from a particular point of time, he never got married or never had children and all that. And he continued that vow. Because he was affiliated not to Duryodhana or to anybody, but he was affiliated to that particular kingdom which he vowed that he will protect. Okay, because of which his dad got married to his stepmom, right? That's the whole thing, which, which he took that vow and he protected that kingdom. That was his dharma. Now let's talk about Karna. Karna, like, Karna again, he was compelled because Duryodhana was so, so cunning and smart that he made him a king, okay? And Karna was having this you know, inferiority complex that he was not a, what do you call it? Kshatriya. He was well, born to, born to a, you know, a horse charioteer son. Okay. At a lower caste. Okay. So it was his mental, you know, thing. Because of which suddenly somebody comes, you are my friend, and put his arm around his shoulders and elevate him to a position of king, give him one big kingdom. What would he do? You know, servile, servile attitude will develop in him. He has to get over that servile attitude, right? And you know, when Karna gets over the servile attitude, okay, when Kunti tells that you are my son, at that point of time, okay, it snaps. Just as, you know, in the story, uh, Vivek, that you read in the book, you know, when the person is getting married, he knows that it's his sister, snap. The Maya vanishes. And when Kunti says that you are my son, at that point of time, that thing vanishes for him that inferiority complex. Nothing else happens. But till that time, he struggles all through his life. And he goes through that entire path of supporting Duryodhana, despite the fact he may may not have known that he was wrong. But he does that. Hey, uh, Guntax, Duryodhana also... Um, shows him a lot of... You think that he did that manipulate to manipulate Karna? I thought that he was truly affectionate towards him. He gave him a full kingdom and all that stuff. Point of view. Point of view. You're right. I'm right. I think it's a point of view, right? We, we don't know what the reality is. What went on in the Yodhara's mind. We can only analyze his character, external perspective and do, think about it. Yeah, but you're right, actually. Duryodhan was otherwise a good person. It's just that his his desire for the kingdom you know, was just had something against the Pandavas because they would rightfully take it otherwise. Uh, Rajesh, if I may ask about uh, Karan, as I remember it, once Kunti tells him on the eve of the war that he's actually her son, uh, you're saying he, you know, that 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 snap, the penny drops for him, but it doesn't, right? I mean, he still sticks to his path. That's because he has to follow what has to be, because if, you know, a, a a body set in motion will not stop immediately. It'll have it'll have certain inertia. It'll go through that. Mentally, so he was not at the at the at the peak when he was fighting Arjun. Otherwise, you know, the result could have been different. Correct. Because he was the eldest brother, he realized that. Or Kunti made him realize that. You are the eldest one. So, But his loyalty was with Duryodhan, so he said he'll continue to 
fight but i don't think that fight was if uh, as it would have been if we didn't if he didn't know about it yeah mm-hmm. and and also look at it look at us okay how you know how many of us <coughs> compared to the today how many of us know that we are uh, brahman we are atman i think all of us know but do we behave like that all the time no why not yeah it takes time because the penny has a drop you're on mute rajesh you're on mute no vp you are vp you are 90 degrees turn yeah. you have to turn back yeah yeah vp is better now yes sorry no i was just saying that because the penny he has a drop that's all i was saying <laughs> to your answer rajesh it takes time i guess yeah it takes time it's like you know um, you know people who like wine you will appreciate it it's like old wine the more it becomes wine it it, it the taste is much better <laughs> thank you for that example on <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> on ekadashi yeah that's a good example yeah on ekadashi uh, i know that <laughs> ajay when you said that you know that punchline was missing i was about to say the only punchline that is there in whole vedanta has already been discovered i am brahma <laughs> nothing else can have a punchline now <laughs> no i have to say you know your commentary or your summary had uh, you know a lot of uh, you know I, i read that with great interest because it had something new about it i mean there is a lot i mean there is a back story in all, all of this right whereas in the book uh, i think they, he just summarizes some concepts so it's more of a discussion around some concepts but the story is missing right and so that was my point <laughs> i was thinking you can never get a punch line now <laughs> yeah no that, that that i agree that i agree that's all gone now yeah 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 he told that in the first chapter yeah No, but maybe you know that's a good good segue right maybe alpana maybe if you can please kind of you know articulate some of the things from from the perspective of what you wrote and also beyond that will be very helpful um i was actually going through it and i was thinking but there is there are a lot of it so um um but just as a context i think uh, he did start telling about his vibhutis that's the first i mean chapter 10 is about the vibhutis right he did start telling in sap, uh, chapter 7 you know that he is the starting point and the midpoint and the end and and all that um but then arjun asks some question and then it gets diverted in chapter 8 and then he comes back in chapter 9 uh, trying to explain but he was explaining more from a you know if you say i am the beginning of this universe i mean who has seen it right and i will be the end so pralaya is also so it is still not very um, you know comprehensible when he's trying to tell about his vibhutis even though he did mention quite a few i am the you know the uh, the ras of the jal and i am the tej of the surya it is still not comprehensible you know what he is trying to say so in this particular chapter in chapter 10 um i think uh, in the beginning again he starts in a, on a similar note that you know even the devtas and maharshis don't know me because you know the pot wouldn't know who the creator is I, i think that's the analogy that he's trying to give uh, so he again goes on that and then arjun asks him if i have to think about you how do i do that 
so so that's where he goes into a number of vibhutis where the point he's trying to make is that see if it's a routine we don't notice it so anything which is, which stands out we notice it and he says i am that so that's the sort of line he takes that if you look at all the mountains i am the himalayas which is one of the greatest at this point in time right and then he talks about others and each one actually has a little story with it and um, i think some of it maybe we can cover in our um, in on the on the chat if any any particular one comes up but he talks about you know different rishis he takes now name, uh, name of uh, say narad muni so he was one of the oldest manasputra of uh, of brahma ji so again he says even those manasputra are mine you know so so he's trying to highlight whatever you know one could relate to and i think i you had mentioned about the gambling one so so that's an interesting one mm. uh, what he's trying to say i mean the the subtle essence is he is the biggest mayavi you know this all we don't want to go back to the discussion ah. of maya but he is the mayavi right which has created this uh, this whole uh, outlook about you know this arik satta so so he is the biggest even in that you know so he, he doesn't want to go into the negative attributes but this is more taken from that is the reality right that the whole world is shown as what it is not and that is the the biggest gamble but it can end so so i think uh, that's yeah. where i'm trying to yeah and i think those stories i think are kind of i'm sure are must be really really nice to to hear so for example when you said i think you said that the word uh, uh, you know starts with a uh, Yeah. Which, is your, which is also mentioned in the in chapter nine, chapter nine or nine, I think, in the Vibhuti uh, chapter, and it ends with her, right? So aham, you know. So these are like little stories which I think are quite quite telling, actually. I mean, and so if if you know, and and the whole chapter is about stories. It feels like right because there are just lots of things that are sent right from I don't know. They're like innumerable ones, right? And I I wonder if there is any commentary on those because that would be I'm sure interesting to hear. but but you know to me the one thing which stuck me in that sort of vibhuti chapter was uh, you know i mean all along in the la- in the previous three previous readings you know we've been kind of told that uh, that uh, you know ishwara is uh, is not uh, pratyaksh it's paroksh right and that you know you have to imagine god right but there is, there is nothing you can imagine it's nirvikar right yeah. and then suddenly you come to the vibhuti You know, everything around us is is God, and it is pratyaksha. You don't need to imagine anything. You know, every little thing, every little creation, is a very complex being, good or bad. Uh, you know, you know, nice or ugly. Um, and so, you know, that 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 thing has kind of got me a little bit sort of confused, to be honest. So we remember. Remember, we have always spoke. It's a two-step process. One, you first yeah. separate yourself from everything that you are not that. right so that's the first step in advaita uh, which we discussed in last class also when kishore was having a discussion that you first separate out i am not the mind i am not obviously things around then the body then the mind everything i am not you come back to it mm-hmm. but then the second thing is everything you see is that consciousness so this is the second step, step how do you yeah. see 
that consciousness in everything you observe. No, absolutely. And I, I get that. Yeah, I get that. And I think that is what I found fascinating because, you know, all along we were told that it is Nirvikal, right? Or Nirvikar, right? And now, you know, this chapter is all about everything, you know, everything around you is God. And so you can, you, you can pick anything that you choose and use that as a, as a roof, if you will, right? To... Projection. It's not the reality. It mm. appears like that. So I think we still need to differentiate between the two. It's not, it doesn't have its own satta, but it has appearance. So, so we've been talking about the example of say the screen, right? Actually, if you, if you think of the screen as the computer screen, you know, and where each pixel just takes a different color, right? And the image mm -hmm. is, right? And it shows, it picturizes everything. So it, it has a cause and effect. But the screen itself is what we are saying is Brahman, on which yeah. everything is getting projected. Projected. But but actually, uh, more than the movie screen, the the screen example of a of a computer actually works even better. That is just play of the three. We call it three gunas. You can take three colors, which form all the colors in the world, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. True. So and and. Whatever happens to the screen, whatever appears to be happening, it doesn't impact the screen. Right? But mm. whatever stands out, if you make single color, nothing will stand out. So hence these vibhutis are just trying to help us see him in everything and eventually see yourself in everything. Because we are doing the second shatak where it's talking about that. So it's trying to first mm. show that is there in every single thing you see, everything you notice, whether it's good music, whether it is, you know, the brightest star, whether it's, you know, between the constellation, the moon shines out. So he's like the Chandrama. Then, you know, the example that uh, uh, Rajesh was taking about Dhananjay, actually he uses the word Dhananjay. Dhananjay means one who has uh, mm. won over all the wealth. And the wealth they talk about is actually Sukhduk. Bhupyas um, and uh, I think that there are there are two more. So he's won man, over them. Manapman. Manapman. So those are the six things he has won over. That's why he chooses them. He chooses him amongst the Pandavas. So so yeah, you're right. Each word has a has a little story why that particular one is chosen. But in effect, it is to show that you can see that in every single thing around you. Yeah. yeah, one uh, one short point about that, like when they when they start that uh, thing, when Lord Krishna starts, uh, the word they use is like hunter. So he's like smiling and like almost like bewildered. Like how can I even begin to put it in words kind of mode? But I will try my best. I'll try to give you a few examples. So that was one. The other thing is, so I also always thought like all the things are listed there for like one reason, but somebody had to kind of form the full cogent story and explain. So recently I was reading one translation in which at least the first four was explained that way. So it starts off with uh, in the various things, I am Vishnu and then I am sun and then I am Vayu and then it becomes I am moon. And the order is like, so the first one is like kind of the Big Bang or the Milky Way happened. Then the sun happened, then air happened for humans to evolve and then the moon happened for earth to be sustaining life. So those four were very coherently 
put in the same and that is the first shloka that is how the vibhuti starts so that i thought was very fascinating to to note hmm interesting ajay you yeah. got point about uh, gambling right in vishnu sasranam also there is one shloka where it says dandu tamayatam asmi niti rasmi jigishatam maunam chaivasmi guhyanam vadav pravadatamaham basically what it says is i am uh, i am gambling amongst all the vices i am gambling okay amongst all the uh, secrets i silence okay dandu tamayatam asmi amongst all the uh, uh, you know uh, Uh, justice giving i am the uh, i am the neeti i do not know how to translate that in 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 wisdom or something like that okay yeah. okay i am neeti and then vada pratamaham he says that amongst all the uh, discourses i am the uh, uh, the vada the the dialogue he says that right so hmm. basically you know the idea like pro saying the idea is if we don't see if we don't appreciate that nirguna brahman the next best step is to take down one step lower and choose any one of these divine things that you see everywhere around okay it could be your own intelligence it could be your own it could be somebody else's appreciation of somebody else okay for their particular talent and then you you deify it you say that okay that is coming not because of that person that's coming because of him okay the moment you start shifting the mindset into that attitude then that entire world will seem as if it's his own divine glories right and then the, then then comes the third step then you have to warn saying that all this all this divine glories is nobody else's it's mine then the advaita becomes complete yeah the uh, another point there is uh, uh, it it does look like the pattern uh, is to initially give give the highest um knowledge first right away and then say okay if you and then go down steps right if you're not there yet then the next one and then the next one one below one below and one one below i think even in uh, even here uh, the same pattern is being followed um and probably the style of writing at the time the or the order in which they uh, it, it was conveyed right so it's interesting i just a just a note absolutely yeah absolutely yeah. yeah, so me and mahesh we went to swami guruparananda 3 years back when we met him all it told us you guys just keep doing karma yoga that's good enough for you that's all <laughs> <laughs> don't bother about the rest of the things yeah i mean that was the essence of the last chapter no as a teacher uh, so when Yeah. So, so what was interesting to me, Alpana also was sorry. Uh, uh, maybe you should finish your your thoughts. No, no, no. No, no. I, I, the reason I uh, the point the point I was trying to make was that the that chapter was all about vibhuti, which means all the manifestations, right, of various yeah. kinds. And I think he names all the best manifestations, if you will. But you know, he just names because he can only name so many. But the very next part, right. talks about the vishwa darshan or vishwa whatever vishwa rupa right vishwa rupa how is i mean you know each vibhuti together is vishwa right vishwa rupa so I, i'm trying to just understand why are why, why are the vibhutis spoken about separately first and then you talk a full chapter about vishwa rupa 
because imagine arjun is asking question point by point and he is only revealing what he is asking so he asked okay how do i think about you so he tells okay think of me as this as this as this as this so now arjun is overwhelmed even though he pointed only very few now he wants to see okay if you are all this i want to see you you are saying you are all this mm-hmm. so the real swarup i want to see all this to to assimilate it and he says if you think i am worthy of that please show it to me so he's again the 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 way he asks is very different from you know what what duryodhana has portrayed right also that if you think i can see it if it's even possible to for anybody to see it then please show me because even now when we are asking we are still pointing at few things that that is you know what he's appearing as but then in totality how will it look like which is the whole universe actually if you think of it it's yeah. actually just the whole universe but to still see that in his body i think is what he showed probably yeah and uh, yeah and that was very graphic in your summary i mean i didn't read it anywhere else to be honest i mean so i'm wondering uh, is there something else we should be reading because that sounded very interesting the way you described it where that you know it it, it was seen in his mouth and actually it I, is I just going to pick shloka yeah and i'm saying but in the in the book that we're reading it there is very little sort of so actually you can to it so i it was a new thing and i it, uh i will share the one that i have uh, i have uh, uh, which we are doing it another one and i'll probably do the same thing as we is doing scan few pages and post it here <laughs> and yeah, or, or 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 if you if you have a book that you can sort of uh, let us know we can pick it up that's sure. possible sure yeah. i'll i'll send you the name of the book because in both of these chapters to be honest i mean to me uh, you know reading it felt like you know okay it's the lots of little manifestation and then there's a whole world and everything is god and it is like the anika roopa of the god right and everything is god at the end of it but you know there isn't much color and which is what i'm sort of felt like we're missing yeah so because an 11th chapter is a long chapter and it starts by you know initially he looks uh, you know as if he's a huge you know the way it's pictureized it looks all beautiful and then slowly he starts noticing what is making up that and he starts seeing his you know jaws and mouth and people going in and coming out because it's across time so everything is happening together in that vishwaroop darshan because it's it's beyond time as well so he sees every some people getting crushed between the, you know the description the way it goes on that he actually gets very scared then that is this the reality mm-hmm. So, so uh, Ajay, to give you a little bit of perspective, I mean, you know, the, the art of good storytelling is um, that there's a basically, you know, this kind of lull that we are in, you know, two chapters which are which look relatively straightforward, is building up to a crescendo that will come up in the next few. I don't know what the rest of the book is. Mm-hmm. I haven't read it, but if you see, you know, any good Netflix program uh, <laughs> or Amazon Prime program, it starts off with a big bang. then it kind of waffles around in the middle and you know slows down to almost something nowhere and then all of that builds up to a crescendo that comes up at a later on so it's that sort of curve that i'm observing in this writing as well i i want you guys already on that because i i i knew that you know first of all this chapter by swami dayananda ji did not do enough justice because i think he was trying to prove a different point and move on 
and the, you should go through what alpana sent already in, uh, in hindi if, if you can go read just read the meaning of the shlokas right you'll you'll feel something totally different because the way that vishwarupa darshana is described is like amazing and uh, here is a subtle point there right you know alpana you mentioned this first is actually you know in awe of of the whole universe being expressed in vishwarupa darshana right then fear overtakes him right and then once fear overtakes him he has to overcome the fear when fear how how does he overcome the fear by devotion right? he lets go of the fear through devotion and that's where the following chapters come through okay so the the corollary for us is you know suddenly now we have this information this whole universe is uh, you know uh, the uh, the bhagwan we are in awe suddenly now <clears throat> over a period of time you start thinking about it we also become scared okay if everything is bhagwan you know then what is it am i doing the right thing am i not doing the right thing am i hurting somebody am i not hurting somebody i'm confused right then you go through that phase and then you say okay now i'm going to let go of this thing called i the feeling that i'm having okay i'm going to give all this responsibility to somebody else whom i i identify outside of me right and that's when you get into mm-hmm. that's the segue into the next chapter is what geeta is vivek to your point so rajesh why why did swami ji not uh, go into all the details because i haven't really read chapter 10 or 11 um, i mean i read alpna's uh, notes but i'm just curious then why swami ji uh, is not going into those details in this uh, book i think right? what do you think is the reason i think i think if you have come this far swami ji must have assumed it is not relevant actually you know to be uh, every time i had read geeta i had not stopped on these chapters and i actually just thought okay you are trying to tell me everything is god and that's the only purpose of this vishwarup darshan you know that's how i mm-hmm. had been like that it's only off late when i started developing a little bit more of devotion that i actually went into it and then you know try to understand it from you know the context perspective and it was very beautiful but to this point i would just read chapter 10 and 11 you know almost fleetingly the way uh, swami ji has actually described so so maybe it is because from the concept perspective i think that at that time the idea was more to get the concept so from the concept perspective he's described it very well but he's not going into the uh, into how how it happened there right so it's more of the picturizing mm-hmm. yeah so so mm-hmm. yes you know as a as a second round you know you, you you can then after grasping the concept you can go through the details and it will be more beautiful then to go through it because otherwise i was trying to figure out what the what is the point that you are trying to make rather than trying to look at the the beauty of it you know so maybe that could be the reason that he yeah, yeah. and also so that you don't and, get lost yeah. and, and and also one more thing you know in in since the you know when i went through the graphic description of these chapters and especially the vishwarupa darshana where you know swami ji just devotes 115 and part of 116 one 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 page roughly the one of the things which strikes me is you know arjuna sees what he wants to see in that vishwarupa darshan okay so he sees things that he wants to see which doesn't mean that something else is not happening but he sees only what he wants to see which is the same with us 
we see in this universe only what we want to see doesn't mean that nothing else is is happening yeah no, i i noticed that and i was going to ask a question uh, rajesh on that that it appears that in that vishwarupa darshan from the literal translation of the of the shlokas that he was able to see the outcome of the war as in you know his kind of uh, elder dying and all that stuff right so it felt like i mean it felt like you know you're watching like a, a game of uh, a, a kind of a sport where you've seen the you've seen this game and then you're watching it on tv right so in a way sort of he knew the outcome which is kind of a bit surprising because i thought you know he was in the battlefield to do his karma without sort of knowing the outcome right so it was a bit sort of twisted in that sense if you know what i mean yeah actually if you if you if you if you, if you notice because before the war happened he had actually seen the outcome of the war in that vishwarupa darshan correct but if you notice before he shows krishna shows vishwarupa darshan he gives him coat and put him in ice okay only with that vision he sees it but when he gets back to his normal thing yeah you know maybe he feels forgotten it or maybe it does not hold yeah. for him It was also. I, I, another point. Do it or not, they will be dead. <laughs> it doesn't. He doesn't see them being killed by him. He sees them finished. But who killed them was not shown. Yeah. How they were killed was not shown. <laughs> Or at least he didn't see. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit sort of yeah. It yeah. it did sort of beg that beg it beg that yeah 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 yeah. Sorry, Kishore. No, yeah. Another takeaway that I took. Um, it was um, uh, uh, the f- by showing by having this darshana right i mean does that stand for experience of seeing something seeing the reality right on one side krishna has given him the knowledge right i mean in the sense the second chapter was al- already that and then he told him karma yoga and and um, uh, but that wasn't enough and now here's the experience of seeing right which actually um are the easy also trying to convey that and that's the uber point i was trying to take away which is that there is knowledge and then there is the experiential reality because when you see it 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 actually changes you right because after this arjuna is like uh is completely surrendered because he's seen the 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 might of uh, uh, krishna right or or the lord actually we are, uh, kishor now you know it's a, it's a nice segue for me to get back into vishnu sasranamam right so actually uh, if you uh, i think uh, i don't know who posted uh, maybe somebody posted ms subalakshmi's uh, thing right uh, today i i yeah. in all the messages yeah so, so sakuba if, yeah. if you go back to the earlier parts of what uh, ms sings in that right she talk about shiro danva and all that right shiro danva means basically the ocean of milk and all that so basically the way that the the, the person that i'm listening to vishnu sasranamam he articulates this is um, he imagines that there is a person a physical person going to a god as a ocean of milk where he sees this lord vishnu lying on that uh, you know the adisesha right and then he actually sees this this vishnu having model okay a model of a, of uh, the entire universe within him so it's a model okay it's not a real it's not a real thing it's a model uh, you know before you build a big building you construct the architectural model right so he says this person actually sees that model with him okay because cr- the uh, the creator creates a model first and then replicates it in the entire universe and now why is that relevant the thing is when when we start meditating it's impossible to meditate on the entire big universe so you create a 
uh, a microcosm of it, you start creating a model of it, and then you meditate on that particular model. You see the point. So basically, so when this devotee goes there, so when I say goes there, basically when you when you're beginning to chant Vishnu Sahasranama mentally or you know loudly or whatever, you are actually creating a visual the particular model outside of you, which is this entire universe. And what is the Sahasranama? Is nothing but thousand names, thousand big glories, the same as chapter what what we are reading right now in the Gita. The moment you connect these two things, basically you know that you know because one is not able to comprehend the you know the normality of this entire universe. You have to create a model for you to understand it, comprehend it intellectually. Interesting. Hey, I'm I'm reminded of uh, Krishna opening his mouth as a kid when you said that, right? And she actually gets so scared. Faints actually. What's that? She faints. Yeah, she faints. But but to that point, uh, do do you think Krishna realized at, at that point in time who he was? In, in his own journey on this on this planet, when does he figure out that he knew he because when he, he, was, knew. he was born in a Chaturbhuj group. Yeah. So he, he always knew. I mean, if he did not know whether Ram knew it, or not initially, but Krishna, I think, knew from right from the beginning because as a kid, he did too many things, right? <laughs> That's and Krishna I was, openly claims that he is God yeah. in, in, in his entire uh, history. But Rama never says that. Uh. <laughs> I was going to say that if Krishna did was not the God from the beginning, then we have lots and lots of questions and lots and lots of uh, problems. <laughs> <laughs> Starting from Putna to Shakta Sur to... <laughs> <laughs> how he dealt with all of them. <laughs> so I think he knew, well, but Ram, well, from the from the time he was born, literally, like when he's born, yeah. from that time itself, the whole you know thing started, right? So, so Ajay, Ajay, you know, you started off today. So basically, you know, if this interests you, right? You know, you, I think you may end up. You know, going into this rabbit hole of Puranas and start start to read about them. Then it'll go to the Shavatara and you'll understand all those things. It's a big rabbit hole. Okay, it's up to you. So what what interests you and what you pick it. You know, if you know if if uh, if you like those beautiful stories and all that, it'll be wonderful to listen to some of those stories. And actually, there's this guy called Dushyant Sridhar who's a Bitsian, maybe maybe about 15 years younger to us. He he has discourses on uh, YouTube in English and in Tamil. For those of you who you know who uh, who are interested, you should check it out. Okay, and I know what's the name again? Dushyant Sridhar. Dushyant Sridhar. He's a Bitsian, great orator, and he calls himself as uh, a Pauranika. Okay, which means someone who te- who teaches Purana. And by the way, just to let you know, every weekend, me and my wife, we are sitting down and listening to his lectures. Okay, he's got a course. To talk about appreciation of Indian culture and all that, amazing, amazingly well done. What he's covering is analysis of characters of different Ramayana and Mahabharata at this point of time. So we've analyzed Bhishma. So you know, I've been able to 
give give you guys some of the newfound gun that I've had while talking about Bhishma recently. Okay. So, you know, it's uh, it's beautiful. So you should you should you should listen to him. What is the full name you said? Dushyant what? Dushyant has put it on the chat. Okay. Thanks. thanks. Yeah, I just it. put it on the chat. Just search in YouTube yeah. and then you can browse through it. Yeah. Yeah. See, you know, the, the people that I, I listen to, uh, unfortunately, not all of them give, uh, give discourses in English. They give them in Tamil or in Telugu or in Kannada and all that. And I know that this audience, you know, we, you know that may not be the right, uh, you know, language. So that's why I'm suggesting only those things which are in English, who are pretty articulate and who, who, so I, I, who I, I revere as genuine people. So I've, I've quite enjoyed listening to Swami Paramatma Nandaji. And he has a long, uh, I mean, he's got like a summary of Gita in 20 odd lectures. And he's got a bigger version in like 250 lectures. Apparently, More than 47. Like <laughs> something, something like that, right? Yeah. So if, if, if anyone is able to get, get hold of those, because those are like voluminous fields. Because I like his style and he's very sort of slow and steady and detailed and he puts emphasis the right the lecture, Ajay. I'm on Ajay, if anyone, lecture, I, I, I know, uh, Kishore, you had sent us the... Uh, yeah, I was about to say, the, when we started Tattva Bodha, I shared the link. And one folder above from that, yes, and then yeah. you can dive into Upanishads and Bhagavad Gita, uh, which are those 247 lectures that uh, Satya was talking about. Um, at, at, that's how I, that was my introduction not introduction. That was how I learned yeah. Gita as well. I mean, on the on, on the website, you can you can access the twenty one lectures of the summary lectures, but not the detailed ones. The detailed ones could have going to some sort of a you know some some other place and you, you they, can't uh, get I, out of it. Yeah, I think I this send the link once again. Maybe yeah. Yeah. yes, I'll, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you can do if, if you can do that, Satya, that'll be great. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. No, I I got it from because I, I, so so I'll send it. Okay. Also. So it does. Yeah, if you could I'm, on the, I'm on the second, second your... chapter once again now, actually. Second chapter, nice. you know, in fact, 11th and 12th, you know, this is where actually the Gita starts, right? I mean, second yeah. chapter, 11th is where Very actually, nice. in fact, oh, yeah, know, yeah. Shankaracharya yeah. starts his, starts there. Um, yeah. uh, you know, his, his commentary only from the 11th uh, verse yeah. of second chapter. So he, he completely ignores the first chapter and the first 10 verses. So that's where okay. actually I am listening. Yeah. So, you know, uh, that, that also brings me to one point, right? You know, I think the whole purpose of what we are reading through and, uh, you know, getting into this understanding of the entire universe being God and all that, you know, I think in the book, Swamiji mentioned saying that all this will lead you to a guru. Okay. <laughs> to, to a guru. And the reason why it will lead you to a guru is you'll have that burning desire. We will have that burning desire to really, really understand the reality of it. So in that same context, in the, Ajay, what he said, you know, I, I enjoy listening to Paramatma and each one of us will keep listening to it. So my request would be, you know, this, I found it very powerful. You know, if they assume that the Corona goes off and there's an opportunity for us to travel and all that, please go and meet this person about whom you, uh, whose lectures you're listening to. And when you see the person in flesh and blood, I think the impression of what he says will increase many fold in, into, mm. in, in, into our own thing. So please do not ignore that opportunity you know, to go and meet that person, whoever it is that you're listening to, at least go and validate, okay, this person, is, it, is he a great orator and nothing else? Or is he a great orator plus a, a, a real believer and, and uh, someone who lives his lifestyle the way that he talks? Yeah. 
it will be mm-hmm. wonderful uh, opportunity for you guys think about it Ra- rajesh no, i have already no, started no. preparing a list of questions also <laughs> when i meet sakti randaji <laughs> And, and, no, I mean, and, 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 uh, why don't we take that a step further, and you know, uh, contemplate a retreat for for the group <laughs> around around one of these uh, one of these sort of you know uh, swamis. Once COVID opens, yep. yes. yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah, yeah. So VP, you're saving all the questions for Swamiji, not not discussing in this forum, are you? <laughs> no, no. I I have I have asked the questions in this group, and I I feel those are unanswered. So that's why they have gone in that okay. topic. <laughs> no, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> and my respect for uh, Swami Paramatman, the you know, increased so much. Like you know, I asked Kishore, like you know, how do I contribute? Because he, you know, the entire lecture he gave me, and I said, you know, how can I uh you know one is meeting him of course and learning from him but how can i contribute to that so he said check out the site and if you go to the purnalam site it says that yeah. we have enough money so we don't require any donation please oh wow. I mean, how many people wow. really say that i mean you tell me one yeah. awesome <laughs> one guy who actually says that you know we have enough money you know so we don't require donation yes yeah, that is guru parana yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i remember uh-huh. going there and Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Swami Paramatananda, your, um, you know, if anybody wants to donate, uh, again, they don't ask for it. But as a as a Guru Dakshina, if if you think you have benefited from it, if you want to donate, you can always send um, um, like a, either a check or otherwise to his uh, Chennai address. Either Rajesh or I can post that, and that would be a. Uh, I mean, obviously, they all have to. um sustain you know there are medical bills and where they live and other things so if you want to contribute towards that yes uh, that's that's possible great please 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 well, on that note there is a site called arshavinash.in and they have transcribed all the lectures yeah. of swamis and put it in pdf form again completely free so that's also something that i check out i'll post yeah. the link to our group after this the tender bhagavad gita lectures is like some 3300 pages pdf correct and correct yes, i saw that all the other topics though so it's, it's very very no, i saw that i would yeah it's much it's much easier listening to it i i saw that it's about 3500 pages of uh, his, his yeah. verbatim lectures uh, in his, in his kind of unique style yeah yep, yep. in fact uh, hey, the, the talk fact, of donations reminds me there's this uh, there's this uh, whatsapp forward that has had went around a while back of mukesh ambani praying and under the caption was saying bhagwan ko chahiye ho to batana so to anyway so uh, so getting back uh, getting back to the chapter uh, where we are on um, i know some of us have been silent here and others have been uh, you know taking up a lot of time Uh, Rajiv, Mahesh, any thoughts from you guys? Yeah, see for chapter fourteen, you know, I think the chapter is titled as the glory, but uh, if we go, you know, by the Advaita principle or any other principle, you know, it's not only. I mean, uh, I think the glory is being talked about maybe to, you know, inspire awe and maybe push us towards bhakti and surrender. but i think all the unglorious stuff is equally him 
यू नो बिकॉज मान अपमान यश अपयश सुख दुख हे अर्जुन ये सब मेरे ही रूप है ये सारे ही मेरे रूप हैं इट्स नॉट ओनली द्लोरियस बट द्लोरियस पार्ट इज वेल सो आई जस्ट वॉन्टेड टू एड दैट यू नो आई थिंक दिस चैप्टर इज मोर अबाउट द पॉजिटिव एलिमेंट्स ऑफ यू नो द लॉर्ड बट इफ वी लिंक इट बैक टू द फैक्ट दैट समबडीज सो कॉल्ड नॉलेजेबल यू नो ही शुड नॉट हैव hatred or you know attachment to anything if you want to go to the middle path then you have to say that you know they are like yin and yang you know glory and unglory is almost the same that part i didn't find in this chapter i found it to be you know more on the glory part which is fine i mean every chapter need not have something so that was one you know just an observation i had and then second observation i have is about you know i was hearing the talk about karm you know so if we compare karna and bhishma his their motivations you know i had lot of respect actually for karna before this conversation today's conversation you know if karna had such low self esteem and somebody took care of his self esteem by giving him a kingdom then he goes that side that's not the next you know where bhishma ta mein टू whereas in case of karna you know somebody took takes care of his low self esteem low self concept you know by giving him a laddu and then he goes that side you know so these are just two comments and i don't want to take too much time you know i mean it should it should align with the what is the agenda to move forward you know for this chapter but these are the two thoughts that uh, you know coming in my head so i just thought i'll you know put them across hey uh, uh rajiv uh, i think it's a very good point the way i have always been thinking of karna uh, because he brought karna up, was duryo he he did not have any well wishers and duryodhana wanted to he he was the only person that was treating him like an equal person from by, as another human being including the pandavas they all treated him like crap pardon my french but he was being treated really bad so so therefore the low self esteem he was a charioteer's son and everything so i think it is also a reflection of the times in which this was written right um so so i in the end he developed so much loyalty to the person that gave him that respect and i think like it is like uh, we we uh, this is a very controversial topic but uh, like if 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 we go and help a poor person and then there's a lot of controversy around they trying to convert their religion so it's a it's a separate discussion but but those people respect them so much that they then do anything right so ahesh 
Uh, yeah, see, going through each one of the glories uh, which Krishna has described about himself is each point a meditation by itself, you know. Like today, if you have to think about, uh, I mean, uh, he describes himself as the whole universe. Now, there was a, a short story where I was reading something somewhere. Uh, a son was meditating on God and the father asked, where are you? And each leaf uh, and around surrounding him, each stone uh, says, I am here. You know, so that is the power of meditation, uh, which he has developed contemplating on the entire world, where the entire world answers to the, I mean, uh, to uh, uh, one, if one becomes the universe, you know, that is the glory of uh, which uh, this uh, description is all about. If we have to contemplate or meditate, uh, I mean, on us, on the entire universe, I mean, it's, it's so difficult for us to even imagine or think about it. But slowly, slowly, we have to catch hold of one of the glories and move ahead with the entire universe. And we forget our body. And that is the idea of the Bhagavad Gita, this chapter, which he describes is what I, I personally feel so. I have also read through this chapter so many times. I read through these glories. But the bottom line, which I understand is that you take up one glory at one point. Let's say, imagine he says he's the sun or the reflection of the moon or something like that. You take one glory, understand the moment you have the knowledge, you will realize that the knowledge is less. And then you move ahead with a further knowledge. And slowly, slowly you comprehend, you understand the entire uh, creation of the God. And once you understand the entire creation, then also the knowledge will be less. Then you dissolve yourselves into the God and forget your own body. That is where is, uh, this description is all about. You know, the chapter he describes, I am this, I am this, this. And then... He shows the uh, Vishwarupa. You know, this is nothing but pure meditation, is what my understanding is. Very beautifully summarized, Mahesh. Very beautifully summarized. Thank you for that. Anu, you've also been reasonably silent. What's your thoughts? No, 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 I have nothing. For me, I didn't. I found this to be a chapter where I, the two things that I liked was to get the absolute, we have to have the relative. You know, unless you can do that, then you cannot move forward. So it was more like an application for me, um, or rather how I can use it. One can use it in your everyday practice. And um, the other thing was how coming to the meditation bit, you know, about not focusing on the reaction versus, and then moving forward. So, that, that were the two takeaways for me, in addition to all the other discussions. Yeah. And also another point is, it reminds us in every part, every part of our life that this is nothing but God, this is nothing but God. You know, he talks sunlight is God, this is God, that is God. I mean, we are forgetful, although we know that we are uh, this, but we are forgetful. So this chapter reminds us uh, as a reminder, uh, instead of uh, our uh, mobile giving us a reminder, you know, God is giving a reminder. It's a, it's a system already inbuilt, uh, which says that he is everything, but still we are not able to remember. You know, that is the unfortunate yeah. part of ours. But uh, he's still giving reminders that he is the entire universe and wants us to uh, dedicate our mind and souls to him. You know, that is what I also think about this chapter. You know, I've listened I've, I've to two versions of uh, the abbreviation GPS. One is called Global Positioning System. 
second one is called guru positioning system today i'm going to talk god positioning systems yeah and 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 it's very interesting actually uh, when you think about the universe and everything is god and vishwarupa i mean even your worst enemy is god right and so all this sort of raga and dvesha and all the other sort of emotions that we feel uh, for different people at the end of the day you know that reminder and it's hard one of course it's not straight forward it takes time and you know it probably takes a lot of time but everyone you know good bad ugly friend enemy is kind of a form of god uh, true uh, in fact i read a story about some a so baba called kawahari of, baba know, fancy, fancy management the, not yeah not yeah ajay continue, continue. Yeah, go ahead No, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm the next one. Yeah, that's what uh, a story about a Baba called Powery Baba. Uh, I think Swami Vivekananda wanted to become his disciple first. You know, he was in a cave, and a dog entered his cave, took a bread. So that this man ran with ghee and uh, the bread, and to apply the uh, ghee on the bread and give it to the dog. You know, that is one instance saying that this is for you. A second instance is a thief came in. and when he noticed he thief started ran, running away so this baba took away all the valuables whatever he had started running away and demand wanted to give him you know <laughs> that is uh, that is a very interesting story where when he actually feels everything is a part of him a part of uh, god and whatever happens is good or bad uh, i mean it's 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 not the thing at all it is entire thing is god that is a sort of understanding one should have Uh, after reading this uh, chapters 10 and 11 but i mean it's is the most difficult thing to comprehend as well you know it's very easy to say but easy very difficult to comprehend yeah and and uh, actually uh, mahesh and uh, ajay you know your discussion prompted me to uh, you know to to state something and see one of the things that i that has been bothering me for a very long time is where exactly where you used the word enemies right okay? where exactly are these enemies are these people and are these you know situations i was i was analyzing that and finally i came to a conclusion that enemies are nobody outside it's all happens in our own mind okay in our mind right so if i say that something is different something i don't like that something somebody has hurt me or whatever that's in he's a bad guy he's he he takes all the credit and you know i don't get any credit in for all the work what i do basically it's all conception in my mind that's what is happening so i i give reality to it and because i give reality to it it becomes so big for me that over over a period of time i keep feeding that information okay let's take the simple case of somebody taking the credit for your work at work at at workplace you know let's say if it happens over a period of one year how many times do we keep thinking only about that particular person that person any situation any encounter with that person will remind you and quote and quote you know reinforce that particular feeling that that person is taking all the credit in the meeting or he does everything and then what happens is you are creating that huge mountain roadblock within our own self and that becomes the enemy not that person you are on mute ajay sorry so and therefore it's all about sort of removing all those negative emotions from your mind correct so it's not about the other person it's about equally about yourself right correct correct and it's not about, not only about the person just going forward beyond that right so it's about negative 
uh, it's all about the notions that we have about everything in this quote unquote world you know remove those notions one at a time and this concept of ego that we have right i am hurt i am angry i am scared i think that concept of i itself seems so strong for us at this point of time but it has to become zero right i think we discussed it in maybe a couple of i think the whole idea is where are the enemies the enemies are here in our mind so then i was looking you know just to just to tie in something right i was looking okay does the scriptures actually talk about the enemies in particular in a in a nice way to summarize it answer is yes they have a concept called arshadvargas if you guys should look it up i'll write it up there it is six uh, i think alpana you mentioned the code word 2kln3 if you remember what alpana mentioned okay uh, kama krodha just saw that acharya uh, mohan okay you are talking about that ஒன்னுக்குறோட்ரோட்ரோட்ரோட்ரோட்ரோட்ரோட்ரோட்ரோட்ரோட்ரோட்ரோட்ரோட்ரோட்ரோட்ரோட்ரோட்ரோட்
there is actually a more fundamental issue underlying in our contemporary life today, uh, which is sort of associated. So I'm not, you know, I think this is sort of a little bit off topic, I feel, compared to this. But this, this uh, one thread of, you know, when they talk about sensitivity, where Swamiji talks about sensitivity, and uh, to me, the lack of sensitivity is intolerance and, and, and risk aversion. And that brings out, and, and actually, in a way, very self-centered behavior of people. But, you know, the, uh, the, the, the unreal eye has become so important that the aggregate has gotten forgotten in that. So it's, for me, that's a very big topic of, of, of discussion and goes to the heart of the sustainability issue that I work with, which I keep bringing up from time to time. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Um, no, uh, I, you know, I, I completely agree. I, I missed, uh, I missed my thought here, but uh, I, um, uh, I just wanted to, you know, point out uh, along with uh, similar to what uh, Rajesh was saying there. Um, many, uh, you know, how do you know? Uh, I, I think Rajesh and I think even. Uh, uh, Guns was saying, you know, how do you know, like you have to act, but how do you know what is the right thing to act? Uh, what is the right thing to do, right? So oftentimes even that is not clear, isn't it? I mean, do you, um, on one side, you know that you need to act. We're not saying that you shouldn't act, right? By being this way doesn't mean inaction. I think that's very clear at this point, right? Even with what Krishna is urging Arjuna to do is to act and do the right thing. But how do you know what is the right thing? And that often has its own uh, gray areas. So one thing I come across is, um, uh, actually again in the uh, Yoga Sutras, again, I'm just going back with the Yamas and Yamas here, is uh, it talks about in four, four ways. So, if, uh, so, for, uh, so with people who are, it says four things, right? Uh, there's a Sanskrit uh, word for this, but then I, I'll translate it. I don't remember the exact words. But uh, people who are suffering, to them, show compassion, right? Uh, for peop to people who are friendly, right? Um, um, or, I mean, to, for people who are even your, who you are considered, considering to be enemies or not so um, friendly, see them as friends and then you those feelings of jealousy or anger and other things start to melt away right so in so by countering it by seeing them as friends right so and then for people who are already friendly or, or who are spiritual look at it as joy right and then uh, the last one was very important which is for people who are not doing the right things like what vp was saying there it says be indifferent. Uh, so I, I'll just put it out there, but uh, it's something to think about. Um, I've often gone through the same things. Like, how do you know what is the right thing to do? You, you want to do the right thing, uh, but then how do you know that? Or how do you know what is the right thing to do? Right? So um, yeah, I'll just add some more questions to this. So uh, yeah, Kishore, you said it right. Only yesterday I was revising uh, Yoga Sutras and I came across exactly that same sutra. I forget the Sanskrit version the, of it. Ma Maitri is one. Maitri is the friendliness. Maitri, Karuna, Karuna, yeah, yeah is compassion. Yeah. 
indifferent part you know i don't maybe something is lost in the translation actually so yeah I, uh, you know uh, so i mean to say so, that you know we see something wrong happening and we should kind no, of no, no, stay no, no, indifferent no 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 it's not uh, it's oh. like it's like this you do what you need to do right but then you cannot change them right you cannot you cannot be responsible for for everything that they are currently right you need to do the right thing you need to say the right thing do the right things but then that's their journey also right you cannot do everything to actually um uh, modify that right away you cannot right you mean i think you, it probably uh, mean unaffected or you know not losing sleep over it and not getting those anger and i think indifference uh, probably doesn't mean no action it probably means that yeah, it you know definitely doesn't mean no action or yeah. imagining you know what uh, rajesh was saying that every time you thinking of that guy those you know things are popping up in your head and causing more unrest inside you i think that probably might be the meaning i'm just guessing right. you're right rajesh that is that is that is how the word indifferent is uh, interpreted in uh, yoga sutras so it's not about being indifferent to that person it's being indifferent to the yeah. attitude that creates in your mind about yes. the way you are responding yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. and actually you know you should look at this book you should read this book uh, uh, the man's search for meaning okay by oh. the, uh, by this nazi survivor uh, i forget the frankel 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 you should read it there's a beautiful there's a beautiful word with sentence that he uses he says there is a pause between uh, 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 i'm sorry i my memory is so bad it's gone away with all the hair on my head so um, Uh, he says he says that there is a pause between uh, you know when you receive a stimulus and when you respond okay and in that pause you can discover how to respond and it's such a powerful statement you know when you read it you know he was a he was a guy who was in nazi concentration camp okay for i think maybe 20 years or something he he lives there and at the end of 20 years he still doesn't have hard feelings towards nazis and how how the transformation happens in him is his story you should read that book that's indifferent It's one of the best yeah. books. Yep. Yeah. Can somebody yeah, post the name of the book, please? It's yeah, it's called Transformation. Rajesh, uh, that's also the crux of uh, Vipassana, for instance. I'm just putting it Absolutely. out there. Absolutely. The the yeah. to watch that gap. Yeah. Mm. The gap. Mm. Hey, uh, I was just going to add uh, one thing uh, to what uh, I think Rajiv was saying. Um, connecting back to what mahesh was saying before this is the inglorious part of the vishwarupa probably but it's still part of the vishwarupa indeed yeah, and uh, actually if we refer to chapter 10 10.4 and 5 it actually includes a lot of uh, characteristics or attributes but it only includes four opposites which are um sukhadukh bhav abhav which is uh, utpatti and pralaya and then yash apyash and bhay abhay but it doesn't include hinsa as opposed to ahinsa so to your point that the negative ones interestingly so there's a description of why only these four are captured we say if you take yash and apyash which is fame and uh, what do you what do you say infamy notoriety notoriety yeah. so it's yeah. not in your control because that's other people's uh, perception so hence it's included 
whereas it doesn't include hinsa as opposed to a hinsa because hinsa is not a divine quality it is it is a reaction and i think we yeah, are what we were trying to discuss explains that so it's it's quite interesting actually if you go through those four those two shlokas 10.4 and 5 in detail it doesn't include all opposites but includes mm. few so like fear and and uh, fearlessness is there so fear because you should fear you know the unrightful things and 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 those because of repercussions or whatever so fear is still a divine quality and fearlessness is as well but it doesn't include you know things like krodh uh, and which are the which are the negatives yeah just mindful of the time of course we can spend couple of more minutes if you want to round up the thoughts but uh, we will uh, close the session soon rajesh can we hear from george also please oh yeah sure Thank um, you. very much in, enjoyed sitting <clears throat> with you um i really like um learning about different uh, religions because i think that people are genuinely searching genuinely searching to find out who they are and so from you know reading bits of the bible greek philosophy now being introduced to the gita um it just reinforces my um thinking that uh, you know we're all seeking and searching um and i think what you guys are doing is fantastic you know and the way that you conduct your uh, when vivek told me that there is sort of like maybe 10 15 people on one zoom call i mean i i do these zoom calls daily and they never work nobody can stay quiet but you're all so respectful of everyone's space and and uh, the way that you listen to each other I, it's really to be admired so thank you you know you know uh, just to let you know the secret we chant <laughs> kind of the beginning of the zoom session only to remind ourselves that we should not fight with each other that's the meaning of the show <laughs> it works yeah it does can, can i share yeah, one more uh, 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 go ahead ajay i'll i'll wait no no just just i want to make a very quick point that you know that is the the thing about this uh, you know vibhuti and uh, vishwarupa that you know the 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 teachings of vedanta you know is almost religion agnostic uh you know it is it, it does this doesn't matter what religion it is it's you know vedas and the scriptures are all sort of it, it's all encompassing so that's kind of quite nice yeah so uh so earlier alpana actually mentioned um the comparison to the screen and she said okay the the monitor is probably a better way because you can look at it as a pixel so it just occurred to me uh, as a few minutes ago uh, that you know if a, looking at it from a pixel point of view um the pixels might think hey you know i'm this particular color and i don't like this right the combination of three colors and i'm this particular way and i am surrounded by pixels who are of a certain type right uh, who all have a certain color in this particular case and we might complain that uh, looking at it from a pixels perspective and we might complain that i don't like this i don't like the amount of uh, r g or b in me uh, and of of other pixels around me but then as you zoom out and kind of see the overall picture of what is rendered on the screen you realize that it's actually perfect and i'm i'm a part of it and by being what i am i'm actually 
playing to the part of the overall, which is perfect, right? So, uh, and, but once you see that there is perfectness uh, in the overall picture, then that anxiety of me being a certain percentage of R, G and B goes away, right? And uh, you accept it, right? So, so the Visharupam is that, that the larger picture that's on the screen. And yeah. so that gives that, uh, I don't know why it occurred to me, but I just thought <laughs> that provide that. No, that's beautiful. That's very beautiful. We're all cogs Good in analogy. the wheel. We're all cogs in the wheel. And actually Krishna says that, you know, just fight the war. I've already killed everybody. You're just a, you know, instrument in, in me doing it. So yeah. Do our work. All right. I think we have one point. Just uh, seven minutes. So yeah, go ahead. Sir. Sorry. Just, just I'll take just 30 seconds. So, so you know, uh, when we talk about vibhuti, you know, so I've got the broad meaning. Uh, so what exactly is the translation? Is it characteristic or is it glory? Because in, in Tamil, vibhuti is what uh, Rajesh is wearing on his uh, forehead. It's manifestation. So, Sakuba, I'll tell you the Tamil word for vibhuti, which I heard just today. It is basically perumai. So it is glory. The glory. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is it, is it glory? Okay. Glory or manifestation, yeah. All right. I think we've come to, you know, we exceeded the time today. Sorry for that. So quickly, you know, I, I don't have my book with me. Uh, should we move to the next chapter or should we continue on the glory of the God and Vishwarupa Darshan? Next chapter, next class that we're going to have meet up. I think next chapter. <laughs> okay. moving, yeah. Yeah. Keep moving, yeah. I think it makes sense because at the end of the day, you know, the whole idea is, uh, you know, to get the concept like what Alpana was saying and then move forward and then maybe, you know, come back and revise it. Yeah. That's the right way of doing it. So let's do yeah. the next chapter. And incidentally, notice since the, since January, rather than reading two pages now, we're reading more pages. We are able to assimilate it and understand it. And I think that's that's really an awesome, awesome uh, thing that we have uh, achieved, I must tell you. All right. Over to you, Alpana. Oh. all right, everyone. Thank you so much for a great Thank discussion. You. See you next weekend. Hariyom. 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 Thank you. Bye. Thank you.